0: Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 18 of the Matt and Matt No Skill Train Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host Matt Azuha. Matt, how are you doing tonight?
1: Fantastic, as always. How about yourself, man?
0: Awesome. I am doing awesome. The weather is great here. I'm ready for spring, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's everything's going well. So good. Now, tonight we have a another special interview. So we have a guest on the show. And uh, let's uh, let me introduce uh, Johnny from Automus Model Railroad YouTube channel. Johnny, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing Good. quite well. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Good for thanks. Doing. Thanks for joining us, Johnny. Th- thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. All right.
0: Awesome. So, uh, without further ado, um, let's just get into it. Matt, do you have anything else to add before we uh, get down to business?
1: No, I'm excited for this. Let's see what we got in store.
0: All right, cool. All right. Uh, Well, Johnny, uh, so the first question I have, and it's actually the first question that I've always asked in these interviews is when and who got you started in model railroading?
2: Well, I got into model railroading, I think I was around maybe three or four years old, and it was kind of a, an oopsie case. Most people are like, oh, I have my, my father, my grandfather, other, my mother, aunt, grandmother, what have you. Um, it was more so my father saw that I was really sick when I was young, and he wanted to do something to cheer me up. He had no interest in trains, and he was just driving down the street, and he saw my local hobby shop. And he said, pop his head in. He bought an MTH daughter set. It's a Rail King F40 set from the early 2000s. And while he was out, he's like, ah, eh, screw it. I'll buy him a steam engine at the same time. And he bought me a Rail King GS2. And that was what got me into the hobby. I I remember fondly about that set. And funnily enough, when I got, when I had that set, we set it up maybe like a handful of times and then went back into the box and went to the basement for years. Um, The only way I could enjoy that set, funnily enough, was a VHS tape of myself my dad took. And I would watch that VHS tape to watch my young self playing with the train set. And that was my way of playing with the train set as a kid. Um, But yeah, that's how I got into it. Now, my father wasn't into trains. He had no interest in it. So he never really participated in that. All he'd do is maybe occasionally hijack the train and run at full speed. But besides that, uh, I just kind of got into the hobby on my own and trying to had to find my own path since then. Awesome, and were
0: was that the starter sets that came with like the little remote?
2: Yes, yes, it kind was of? with the, the IR remote that came with uh, the early Rail King sets. Gotcha. And do you question? Do you still have those sets? Oh yeah, I still have those sets. The F forty is still with me, and then I still have the GS two. Um, recently I've been able to get, I finally got cars for it, which was like a lifelong goal. I didn't achieve that goal of getting matching cars for that daylight set till uh, maybe like a year ago, actually. So not until I turned like 20. So that was really cool to have that full consist, but yeah, I still have them. I still run them and they're, they they still run like the day they were, they're bought. They're like, they run like they're brand new. That's awesome. And is it an Amtrak F40? Uh, An Alaska F forty, which is a set that you don't see very often. Okay,
0: no, I was gonna say, like usually the most of the ones that I saw, uh, you know, in stores and stuff like that, were always like that, you know, that that Amtrak F forty set you get. I don't, gosh, that's cool that you have like a, a an Alaska one.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I I can't seem to find any videos of it on YouTube. Like, the only one I can find is a really blurry, like 270p video of someone running the Loco sound version of it. And, well, we all know how advanced those sounds were. <laughs> do, do you have a video of it on your channel? I don't have a video of it on my channel at the moment. However, okay. in the pipeline, that is one of the, I think it's the next video I'm putting out. I want to do a, a video showcasing it because I just, it's such a cool set and barely anybody knows about it. I am
0: very interested in watching that, so yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to that video. Awesome. All right, so moving on, uh, what is the origin of your YouTube name? Because your your YouTube name is uh, very unique. So it'd be kind of cool if we uh, could explain to us and the audience uh, where where
2: you where you came up with that. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. So the my YouTube channel name is Automas, and uh, or as it's pronounced. uh, from by other people, Audemus or Adamus or whatever, you know, however you want to pronounce it, Gesundheit. Um, but the the origin comes from when I was in high school. Uh, I was really sick of my previous name. I don't even remember what it was. But I was really into looking up uh, Royal Navy ships. And usually Royal Navy ships have a Latin motto. Um, was I think it's called HMS, HMAS, uh, Her Majesty's Australian Ship Vampire. Uh, had the motto of Artemis, which translates to let us be daring. And I thought, oh, that's being, you know, high school is like, that's really cool and kind of edgy. So I'm going to choose that one. And it kind of just stuck since then.
0: That's cool. I like it. I like uh, especially like very unique ones. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So you've
2: had how long have you had your YouTube channel? I've had my YouTube channel for, I probably say, since my sophomore year of high school and when it first started off, it was not trains at all. Uh, I was actually out of trains at the time. I was really into World War II history, as I said, with the Navy stuff. But I was really into, like, tanks and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do uh, tank videos and all that. And I was really excited about it. And I, I put out one video that did really, really well. It was, a, it was a mashup of all the different tanks from World War II with the respective um uh, music from each country mashed up into one big video, and did really well, and it helped my channel grow a lot. But I realized that very quickly that in that community, we we joke about like in the model builder community, we have the, we have the rivet counters, like they know every spec, every bolt, and detail. in that community what's well, really cool. Ninety nine percent of the people in that community know more than you, and they make sure that the, you know they know more than you. So I was mm-hmm. like, I am kind of intimidated to make content now. So my my channel kind of went completely. Stale for at least the rest of my high school year until uh, my high school years until eventually, for some reason, after four years, um, YouTube's like, oh, this video that's doing really well that we really like and we keep promoting. For some reason, it violates the, term, the the policy now. So, we're actually deleting it and there's nothing you can do about it. So, it, it kind of shifted wow. my, my... Yeah, it was like, oh, dang, it's a video I'm really proud of, but they're just going to take it and there's nothing I can do. So, you know, oh, well, that's just the algorithm in the system. So, I was like, you know what? Now that the tank stuff is out of the way, I want to focus on trains. It's my passion and I, and I like this community, so I want to contribute. Awesome. Cool. That's and, cool. uh, yeah,
0: yeah. What is, what is your favorite railroad and why? Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's always a tough one. It's like the million dollar
2: question, right? <laughs> uh, I have to say, I think Southern Pacific has my favorite and I blame the GS2 strictly for that. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch, uh, I, I knew I had the engine and that's all I remember. I didn't know if it was a GS4 or a GS2 or whatever. Cause you know, as a four year old, that doesn't really, something that you remember. I thought it was a GS4 my for all of my childhood. So when I watched um I love toy trains growing up, I saw the GS4. I saw whether well, the actual 4449 or the Rail King models or what have you. And I kept I remember as a kid there was one one segment where it was uh, I think it was the Smooth Operator song. Where it was it was almost like 4449 versus 611 i remember as a kid i would cheer on forty-four, forty-nine, and i was like boo six eleven obviously that's changed now <laughs> but um yeah i was so that engine was what helped me fall in love with sp and when i when i grew older i was like you know what i'm gonna do some research and i i just love all the different engines they use the cab forwards the, the gs4s the pas like it, it all just sticks in your mind and that's what got me to love them so much
0: awesome and um I guess, um, are we talking? When you're talking like smooth operator, we're talking like uh, like Sade? It
2: was a uh, it was a song by James Coffee that he they put in. It was it, I don't remember the exact words, but it's it was a little segment they put in because it's a kids it's a kids program, so it's a little song they put in to describe like a steam engine and running and all that oh okay it. okay yeah. so
0: i'm like i'm like I, I know the song smooth operator but it's <laughs> sung by sade so I'm like,
2: if, it's, if a good song. it's a good song to too <laughs> if tom aconis managed to get the licensing for that and i of toy trains just wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome and um let's see moving down the list here what is your personal take on the o-scale model railroading industry for the next 10
2: years for the next 10 years um i i'm i'm in the boat where i think it's going to be still going strong uh i i do feel like there is going to be a little bit of a shift for i feel like the we've hit the i think Lionel for example has had its renaissance back in the 2012 and all that and they're still going strong but i feel like it's time for a little bit of a of a revamp um and i say this in regards to We've had uh, VisionLine for such a long time. Sid was on here previously, and Sid made mention of VisionLine has kind of reached the basically the zenith of what it could be. Uh, there isn't really much they can do more to VisionLine to to change that, and I feel like it would be refreshing for them to restart and either uh, start a different uh, product line. Like, for example, JLC went to VisionLine, so I'm curious what that will become. And in terms of uh, pricing, I think it, it needs to be a little bit of a... A dial back to realize that, yeah, we can still have high-end stuff and trains are always expensive. That's never going to change. But to focus more on more affordability, I guess, rather than just focusing on let's just throw everything at it and, you know, what comes out is however much we charge. Um, There's also the aspect of the starter sets. I think the starter sets need a a big revamp as well. Uh, While we have Bluetooth and all that in the trains, that's really, really cool. And I do think it's really helpful uh, as a person who had to jump, make that big jump from conventional to command and control. Having that Bluetooth now would have been, back then, would have been amazing. But in terms of Bluetooth itself, it's innovative, but it shouldn't be your main draw to the younger crowd. And I feel like it's about time that we have the younger crowd come forward and kind of express what's needed. Um, In terms of expanding on making things more affordable, making things more appealing. Cause I think currently the industry has lost touch with that. And I think this is a great time for things like the podcast or for YouTube to help promote that and come up with that next renaissance for the hobby.
0: Yes. uh, Very, very well said. Yeah. I I really enjoyed your points. Uh, I do agree that some you know revamping of the entry level uh needs to be done i think what they need to do is i think they really need to take these lion chief plus 2.0s mm-hmm. and make those the de facto the default engine oh, in yeah. sets moving forward you mm-hmm. know no more lion chief one no more line chief plus lion chief plus 2.0 needs to be the technology that's put into every single set so mm-hmm. um, you know from the Polar Express to the Harry Potter steam engine to all the other little tiny you know sets that they make um, really need to kind of up their game and get people um, excited about you know when, when young people are excited about the hobby and they get a really cool set well what are they going to do they're going to spend more money and they're going to w- want to they're, first of all, they're going to want to have a path to the next level, right, which was entirely missing before. Before Line Chief Plus 2.0, it was, well, I guess I'm running stuff with a remote, and now if I want to go to the next level, I have to buy an entirely new system to run it, mm-hmm. right, for the most part.
2: Right, right.
0: Um. Although with Bluetooth, you know, that's obviously helped a lot because now most things you could just kind of open your phone up and, you know, run things on your phone. But, you know, not everybody wants to do that on their phone. So people want to be able to use a controller. So, you know, I, I agree. I think that's probably, you know, a great point on what Lionel should be looking at next. Um, as for your uh, Lionel vision line, yeah, you know, you kind of think about it, and you're like, "Man, what could they do?" Now? I guess you know, maybe like putting cameras inside the cabs—that'd be, you cool. know, right, so like right. you can actually like like pretend like you're actually in the cab when it's moving around. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but like beyond that, you know, you kind of made me think. I'm like, "Man, like what else could we? What could they do?" Like on the next one, to instead of being like, "Well, we got whistle steam, and you know, we got uh, cylinder steam, and and granted." Those things are awesome, Mm -hmm. but you know, what else could they do to make things a little bit more realistic? So, but um, hopefully Lionel will, um, we'll start, we'll start re-innovating again um, and uh, we'll see some, uh, some great products in the next few years.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's one idea. I was, I've been putzing around to different people in the, in the, uh, the YouTube community. I want to see what you guys think. I I brought this up to, to, to Matt Z before. But I think one of the greatest, a, a, a more affordable Vision Line product that'd be really unique to Lionel that they should consider. I like the idea, and hear me out a Vision Line rotary snowplow. So, you could use that. You could use the smoke features to simulate snow being shot out, like it's like a mist. So it makes more sense. than, no offense, but the water scoop feature kind of looks a little bit, a little bit janky at times. If you don't know what it is, <laughs> it just looks like the train brakes or caught fire. Um, but a rotary snowplow would be great, and you don't even have to put that advanced of stuff into it, uh, like the motor for the the the, the rotary snowplow itself. The uh, the smoke unit it doesn't even have to be powered it could just be a, a sound well, a sound uh sound unit and you could just have it be non-powered that way you don't have to have the cost of a motor and all that stuff it brings it down a little bit it's a smaller item it's not like a big boy or anything like that it makes it more affordable and while not many people have you know winter layouts i think the novelty of it itself it will sell and you could put that in so many different road names and i think that'll be a really cool item that would stand out from just your average articulated steam engine your average diesel or what have you you know
0: i could definitely see that i like that idea i like taking vision no Lionel has has taken vision line in a you know they've kind of bridged outside of engines right i mean there's the vision line cattle cars which are which i have which are awesome uh the vision line reefers Um, you know, they, yeah, the baggage cars, stuff like that. But I kind of like where you're going on this, where it's like, you know, let's make a, some type of maybe animated or sound car that's more uh, like unique, like you said, like a snowplow or something like that. So kind of thinking outside the, you know, the engine, you know, the kind of like engine mentality of, well, you know, let's come out with something really awesome. Well, it's gotta be a gigantic engine. <laughs> you, know, yeah, 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 boy. Boy, you know, everything
2: has to be big boy.
0: I, I just, I agree with that. I agree with that that's why yeah. I'm very interested in these new Vi- uh, Vision Line GSs because they're actually like one of the smallest steamers that have come along. In fact, I think they are the smallest besides the Hudson um, that they came out with. Uh, but like, you know, even the diesels, like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, let's. I know let's put a, uh, you know, let's make a, let's make a vision line diesel engine, but uh, you know, it's got to have at least, you know, 20 wheel, you know, 20 axles on it and, you know, stuff like that and weigh 50 pounds, you know, it's like, (laughs) this, this is great. And I like your vision, but like, we don't, you know, do we really need that every year? Like come out with stuff that, that's a little bit more affordable for people too.
2: So yeah. I don't. I don't want an engine that is the length of my entire layout. Okay, so I don't even get the chance of running cars yeah. behind it. It's just going to be exactly. chasing itself.
0: Yeah. What about a like a Vision Line switcher engine? Exactly. Uh, I one. Steam or diesel, which you know, whichever one. But make something that everybody could enjoy. You could. You could put tons. You could think of tons of of features to put in little stuff like that. You know. You know, you
1: know what? Uh, DJ and I were talking, and what he thinks is would be cool. And I agree with this, but I take it even one step further than what we're talking. So DJ, if you listen to this, uh, I'm going to add one more feature to your, uh, idea. Um, so what he was thinking, he was thinking, do, uh, are there no fucking Western or Pennsylvania vision line coal cars? Okay. He was gonna, Ooh. he was thinking, do those, but okay, do, it you, like you <laughs> <laughs> do it like horseshoe curve style. Do it like horseshoe curve style. And have like smoke units under the trucks to simulate the brake dust and all of that and have sounds in it when it's moving. But I'm thinking do all of that and then add the depleting coal load like they did on the big boy. That would be cool. That would be cool. I, completely- I was just about to
0: say that too before you before you got there. I was like going to wait and see if you would say it. But yeah, mm-hmm. putting the depleting coal load on like coal cars. My God, that would be awesome! So you could have things where where you could have like a special like uh, you know uh, coal chute or something like that. So when it went underneath it, it would automatically trigger the coal loading, and the coal would actually like start coming up. That yeah. would be that would be super cool. I'm yeah, definitely man. on board for that.
1: Because oh, yeah. you know we need something besides reefers and tank cars. We, you know I would love a Vision Line coal car or a hopper or something like that. So, I mean, something besides you know uh, the cars you've already seen. Give us something different to own. Yep. I mean, how many more sets of reefers do we really need? I mean, I've got three of them now. Yeah, three of them now. Oh, it's like how many? How yeah. many more do I need? Yeah, oh, I know there's, there's re- more coming too. I need to get those too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's reefers, tank cars, and uh, cattle cars right now. Yeah.
1: So
2: yeah, I never thought about that. the The East Coast guys, the like the coal hauler folks, like uh, like Sid has. Um, yeah, for or sound sit cars, by have- sit with, buy a ton of them, you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> you call it, I I want your entire stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're running a coal train, you don't, you're going to stick a random boxcar in the train for it to make noise? Like, yeah, that, that, that sucks. Yeah, we need, we need yep. like sound hopper cars.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a good, this is a favorite question of mine. Um, do you have like a holy grail engine or a piece of rolling stock that you're just still looking for today? Or did you find your, uh, you know, your prize?
2: Did I do I have one that I'm looking for? That is a very good question. Um, see, I make the mistake of always like trolling through eBay. It's my free time. Like most people go on TikTok or, or Pinterest or what have you. Mine's just eBay. So it's constantly changing and shifting. Same. <laughs> it's like, it's like an unhealthy addiction. It's like, Oh, yeah, that's me too. <laughs> uh, like uh,
0: What, what outside of my, you know, 20 save searches can I look for right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, I'll go window shopping and Oh great. I'll come a couple days later, there's a
2: box outside my house. What did I buy now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know exactly. Cause if I had to choose, there's two items. Yeah, there's two items, I think, I'd have to settle on that are high on my, like, my want list at the moment. Or, see, now I'm thinking, like, I'm going down the list, what do I want? What do I want? Um, I guess I'm about to choose, like, three, I suppose. One, I blame Sid, because Sid's a dear friend of mine. He's he's rubbing that eighty four forty four in my face. I want that thing so bad. He he's it's like it's like dangling a carrot in front of like a pig. Like it it he, I do I got like <laughs> you know? with you? <laughs> yeah, right. But I want one of those, and the reason being, if i unintentionally kept collecting ninety steam excursion stars. It started with my American Railroads Nickel Plate Road seven fifty nine. And the reason, and then there's the 4449, which is coming soon. Um, and then I've got 3983, technically 3985. Um, and then I've got the, the S3, I've got 265, which has 261. You can see a reoccurring theme here. I buy what's left, not what's popular. Um, hence why nickname I nicknamed my railroad the, the, almost there, but not, but not quite yet, because it's all, uh-huh. it's a road number off, but that's I want funny. one of. I want the eighty four forty four because of the American Railroad set. Because that the Golden Spike Centennial Limited had. It's well known for being pulled by the seven fifty nine in the blue paint scheme, but she was pulled by so many engines. The train was pulled by so many engines. It started off in in, in the East Coast with, I believe, a, a Penn Central box cab. Then it became the Burke, and then eighty four forty four took over. And that's one of the few times you saw absolutely no UP cars on that train uh i believe no i think it's the dd40x just launched and that pulled the train then 8444 took over then the e9s took over the UPE9 9s took over then the burke took over and then it finished with a gg1 painted in blue and that brings me up to the next thing i'd also like a gg1 in that paint scheme so it's those two engines and then of course the last one would be probably um a line master a legacy Lion master uh challenger because I have the TMCC version which as a child I begged for but I wanted the legacy version and I didn't quite read the train's auction posting when I was younger so I got a TMCC version instead because I wasn't paying attention but yeah I think it's those three that really stand out to me at the moment.
0: Okay. That's uh just it's a really cool thing to to uh to learn about folks and you know what they're looking for and you know Everyone always kind of has that Holy grail or, you know, something they're always on the lookout for. And, and, um, I know I have my own and I know Matt has his as well. So, yeah.
2: Would it happen to be a certain set of, uh, subway cars? Oh, I said the S word. I'm sorry. I didn't mean uh, to say oh, that. Oh, no. Johnny, no, you, you did it. Enough. Podcast is over now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. We're done.
0: Get that, edit that out. Uh, what if I if I beep Subway? out don't know. <laughs> will that be okay with everybody if I just beep the word? <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Let's go with that. All right. <laughs> but, uh, for me, I mean probably yes subways. Yeah, there's, they're in there somewhere, but the set I really want, and I've said it
2: before, is the silver bullet, the Coors Light set. That's the set I really want. That is a nice set, but the sucky Mm. part is you can never find the full set anymore. It's only the car one or two cars and it's always the middle cars.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a beautiful set, but there's two problems with it. A it's expensive, which that's par for the course, but B you got to be careful with it because if you blow it and fry it, the flash code for the board isn't available anymore. So oh, no. if you fry it, you're basically got a paperweight. You can't do anything with it now because you don't, can't get the code for the board. Uh, so it's like you got to be really extremely careful with that. Yeah. So no fun, but I do want that set and I will find it eventually. How about you, Matt? How about
0: you? Um... That's a really good question. I would say probably I'm always on the lookout for so I have my own kind of personal goal to collect um all of the Santa Fe passenger engines, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. So uh anything that what that, that wore a war bonnet scheme. And right now I'm getting close. Uh, So I'll just kind of go down the list. I have, um, I have the F threes. So I have, I have Lionel uh, Santa Fe F threes. I have uh, Lionel uh, Santa Fe F sevens. I have which, which Lionel only made once amazingly enough. (laughs) Wow. Really? Yeah. Lionel only made Santa Fe F sevens. Now, if they they maybe they made it in post in, in non-command control, conventional only. I don't know. I could I be wrong there. Have. Okay. Yeah. So I have the, the team CC set from uh two thousand and six, I think, or two thousand seven, like right oh. before Legacy came out.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I love that. Man. that that's another holy grail I'm looking for.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, man, if you ever oh.
1: want to sell it, you
0: time to, to talk to. Time to board up my windows. <laughs> oh, in that case, if we're <laughs> picking up his
2: collection, then I'll take that uh, breakdown B unit. That thing is amazing.
0: Yeah, oh, you're, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I actually, it's funny you say that because I actually have three B units for that set because it came as an ABA. You know, and then the B unit was just a, a normal B unit. I, I don't think there's any functionality in it at all. I I don't believe it even. I don't believe it smokes. Um, I may have coupler firing couplers. I I'll have. I'd have to double check. I don't remember, but they offered that breakdown B unit and they offered the powered B unit. And uh, yeah, that breakdown B unit is super cool. Like it has just like its own unique dialogue. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did. I mean, you know, for those listening, I actually did a a review on that. Uh, on my channel. So, uh, you know, if you want to see that, go check it out. So that's an awesome video. I
2: can't recommend that one enough.
0: Like <laughs> It's pretty I,
2: cool. Yeah. I didn't know it existed until I saw your video and I'm like, what the heck's a breakdown B unit? The Oh, exactly.
0: Most people don't like breakdown B. What does that, what does that mean? Does that mean it's just like, uh, like you can pretend it's broken down or does it have like, you know, it, does it have like, uh, damage on it? Like, you know, for a reason to make it look like it's like a, you know, a damaged B unit. And, uh, yeah, I had to read about it myself before when I was when I was looking to pick it up, and I'm like, oh, this, this thing is cool. And then I'm like, then it's got like its own dialogue and um it does have dialogue and engine sounds, so it's technically also a sound car. Ooh. Because it does it does have the horn and the bell. Mm-hmm. Uh it does not have crew talk because it has its own talk. Uh, but it does act as a, 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 a diesel engine uh and a bell and a horn too. So Wow. I think I remember like, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's like the closest cool. I think we'll get as like to a, was it a hot box reefer? Like that's the closest we'll get to a scale one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. But that's cool. In my opinion, don't, don't shoot the mess here, but I think it's
1: cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. It's really nice. Beautiful set. Really? Yeah,
0: it is. I, I promise I will be doing a review on the whole thing one day. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be, I'm going to do a And you know, like all Five pieces. Well, not the breakdown B unit, not much, because there's already one on that. But uh, yeah, I promise I'll do a review on that. Uh, getting back to the list. Um, so I have the Santa Fe Alco uh, PAs. I have the ABA for that. And those are also TMCC. And then I have the Santa Fe TMCC, uh E6s. So I'm getting close. <laughs> I think I need some FAs
1: perhaps FAs are fictional.
0: Okay. They were fictional, right? Okay. Okay. You, you um, do need though, the uh, EA or E1. Oh, I'm sorry. Sunset. Oh, that's right. I do need the E1. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I also have the MTH E8 ABA set. So I have an E8 as well. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess I'll have to get an E1 and then, um, I'll have to look at my list. I, I, I know. Oh, there's that one that that uh, that MTH made. Uh, what's that one with the weird? It's got the, it's like a really, the, uh, what's the it The C-liner? Called? No, I do need the sea liner though. And the <laughs> and the Bowl,
1: because they they made yeah. that too. That was Santa Fe. It was the DL-109. That's it. The DL-109. That's it. Okay.
2: Gotcha. Yeah,
0: the DL-109. Yeah. Which I think they just, they remade it. Now, whether or not, I don't know if they canceled it or not. Because I thought it was supposed to be due out like like in January. But I don't know, who knows. But uh, so anyway, to go back to the original question. Um, <laughs> so I would say getting those last Santa Fe passenger diesel engines added to my list are probably my top holy grail. Uh, besides mm-hmm. that, um, you know, just a- anything, you know, anything Metro that I don't own, you know, I feel that uh, I feel that <laughs> I, 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 tr- I, tr- <laughs> um, I missed out on the on the two, the two set passenger car set. I have the four car passenger set. I did not. And, and I had a chance to buy the two car passenger set and I did not. So I would say and also the other the other buy levels, too, because, you know, I have the I have the modern day uh, buy levels. But I would like the one with the blue stripe as well.
2: So I know a certain someone who has, uh, or will be getting that set in soon. Oh, what's his name? Uh, I think his name was like Giannis Johnny or something. He might I have think, those. I <laughs> think so.
0: And he, he he really needs to drop those off at my house.
2: So <laughs> I don't know if I can <laughs> drop them off necessarily, but I do. I wouldn't mind. Imagine, I think what would be really cool is seeing two full Metro sets running on your layout.
1: Then push
2: cool. mode, one full that'd be so cool, yeah, that would be cool be cool, yeah <laughs> that'd be cool.
1: well now, see the thing is Matt is that you could buy them. you gotta spend four hundred dollars a two pack, but
0: you can buy I, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it it's it's ridiculous, like it's like it really is crazy i I guess these things these metric things are made of gold now because that's kind of how what they're priced. it's kind of crazy.
1: Oh, They're yeah. not made of, they don't have metal floors. They got golden floors.
2: Golden floor. I, I
0: hope whoever is buying and if you're listening future tooling for MTH, that you're you you see how hot these things are on the secondary market. Um people like Metra stuff and Metra always sold. I'm sorry, sold. Repeat that. Uh bad grammar. Uh, Metra always sells out no matter what. Mm-hmm, like sure. it oh, never yeah. sits around. Like metras are grabbed up, M- most pieces are are grabbed up. Oh yeah, uh, pretty pretty quickly. So hopefully whoever gets that,
2: um, you know, please please continue to make metro stuff. Thank you. It's like <laughs> a web to find out who has licensing for metra and who doesn't. Like it's I know. I, I to quickly jump on the metra train, no pun intended, real quick. But <laughs> uh, I'd love. I think I think you might be in agreement with me in this one. But I'd love to see the heritage units from Metro made in O-Scale because yes. that would be so cool. Yes. I like I that Burlington <laughs> one they have. That one's really cool. I think I saw that in person from like a gazillion yards away in the yard in Aurora. <laughs> I would take my phone camera out and zoom in. I'm like, is that, is that the engine? Is that, I think it is. I think I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the Bur- like I have
0: the Burlington E8s that actually that were used in front of the Metra, uh, the bi-levels.
2: No, it's the, uh, was it F40 something? It's the one with the really small nose. Oh, yes. I know what yeah. you're talking about.
0: Yes. The P, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. They only made the, the. I, I know what you're talking about. The Chicago yeah.
2: Northwestern Heritage Unit's beautiful. I'd love to get a model of that thing.
1: I got yes. the UP version
2: of that. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What, you want it? <laughs> I'm looking for a Rio Grande one for the UP stuff. I, I, I getting a ski train in soon or hoping that they make the ski train from Lionel. I get the four card pack coming in and I, uh, let's see, I'm joining the cult of the F40 here because I'm hoping they release a uh, ski train F40s. And You're then good. I want to get the, I want to get the Rio Grande heritage unit from UP because they actually, UP lent them that SD70 to lead the ski train with the F40s for a short period of time.
0: Oh, Cool. They those need things. to be making more F40s. I'm telling you, those things, those Amtrak's, again, like everything else, those Amtrak's were e- eaten up pretty quickly.
2: I'm jealous um, of yours.
0: So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm never parting with this thing. So <laughs> it's, um, it's my only F, it's my only Lionel F40. So.
2: Now, if I could pry one of your Metro F40s away from Might. you.
0: Know. <laughs> I have three F40s, yes. Uh, it's going to be hard to pry F40s away from me. It's like probably my favorite diesel engine of all time.
2: What if I traded an Alaska Rail King one for a Premier one? I think that's Whoa. a fair trade. <laughs> wow,
0: that's like well, you. Just, that's like offering. How, how come? How come you're giving me the best deal here,
1: Johnny? That's like all, all my a-
0: privilege to to get you the best deal out of this. That's it's so unfair to you. <laughs> that's like going
1: from a Lamborghini to a Honda.
0: <laughs> it uh, actually it depends on the kind of Honda, because there are really well. expensive Hondas out there too.
1: Uh, an the, Odyssey. the basic of the basic.
0: Uh, you know, we're talking like a Honda Indy car here, because uh, <laughs> whatever you want, man. All right, because <laughs> I think a Honda Indy car is probably worth about a million dollars.
2: What if I took a Honda Odyssey, stuck a spoiler on it, and then said, "There you go." And yeah, I think that's a fair trade.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> we better move on to the next yeah, uh, question here. <laughs> <laughs> We got pe- people with delusions of grandeur in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have, I have one. I have one last question. So um, what is your best or favorite model railroading
2: memory? My favorite model railroading memory. Hmm. I think my, fa- my, my favorite one as of recent. Has to be when I went and ran trains with GFW trains, also known as George and Wally. They're they're great guys. Uh, they're also here in Illinois. And I remember the first time I went over because I watched the YouTube channel. It's like oh, okay, cool, yeah, these guys are awesome. And to have that experience to go over and run trains with them and see their their you know their studio, their layout see it in person it's kind of like that like starstruck feeling and then the sheer quantity of trains in one room like i i rarely i don't think i ever ran trains with anybody prior to this year so one to meet people that you've been watching on youtube for a while and then have the experience to go run trains with them and then also see their collection and be able to have the experience of running trains is just one that will always resonate with me because like I said, I I never had train friends until the age of twenty. So I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have any sense of like I would I would try to be like, oh my god, I got I got a Milwaukee Road S three from Lionel. Don't you know how great these are? And my friends would look at me like I was crazy, and I I try to explain it to them, and they they'd think I was more crazy. So you kind of just like, oh yeah, it's a train. It's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that that's how and that that's how it is everywhere. Like if if you. Are trying to talk like that to people who aren't into trains or model railroading, they they have no clue what you're talking about.
2: Is he <laughs> a Thomas? That's is he true. a yeah. Thomas train?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I think with the sca- yeah. I think the 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 thing that really got me when I fir- first got train friends was this being in the hobby and having people to talk to. This sounds obscene. Being able to be like, oh yeah, you know Eric Siegel of Eric's Trains. You know who that is finding people who find like yeah i watched him all the time yeah. and now that i've been in the you know the community for a while is like a no duh but like having that for the first I'm like yeah i know who eric siegel was i was like yes yeah, somebody understands
0: <laughs> exactly exactly that's cool now uh okay so that wraps up my list uh i'm gonna go ahead and pass the uh the mic over to mr maddie z and um, he can ask his questions
1: Cool. All right, so uh, I'll just kind of go on the um, topic that we were just talking about with uh, your trained friends, and really, you know, kind of go into the community thing. I know we we talk about this all the time. We talked about it with Sid as well, but oh yeah, you know, the community aspect of this is uh, really quite something, and it's a lot of fun to. To have and to know that, you know, you've got other people that are, you know, around your age or older or maybe a little younger, you never know, um, that really enjoy the hobby and you can relate to them and say, you know, hey, I got, you know, insert engine here or hey, I watch, you know, YouTuber here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And be like, oh, yeah, I know that engine and I know that guy and I watch his videos or I whatever else, you know, that's a really, really cool and something that, you know. I think that should be known and, uh, and your connection with running trains on other people's layouts. You know, I've done that before multiple times. And, uh, one of the guys that I was talking about, uh, uh, privately with you, you and Matt was, uh, a guy named Frank Battaglia and, mm. uh, his layout. Holy cow. If you've never seen it, he's got literally, he's got a ranch style basement. It's floor to ceiling with trains all throughout the house, uh, in his basement, it's floor to ceiling. The layout is huge. It's a ton of fun. I ran trains on that layout and, oh man, it was a ball from beginning to end. But uh, yeah, the community thing is really, really cool. And that's really a lot of fun to be a part of this community with the podcast and also with YouTube. It's just a ton of fun.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, um, I, I've I've spoken with you guys uh, a few times out of, out of here and I, I enjoy being able to have calls with you guys. And I, I remember, um, I, I mentioned when I first met you, uh, Matt. I, I was like, yeah, I remember you. You're from the podcast, and I was envious of Sid when he told me that he was talking with you guys because uh, <laughs> I've been a long time listener of you guys. I whenever I, I do, I my job is I do delivery, so whenever I'm driving on the road, it's always I throw on a Matt and Matt Oatskill podcast on the background to listen to you because you guys have some of the greatest conversations uh you know arriving oh yeah they're talking about this and this oh well the subway word came up again uh, <laughs> but uh, but it yeah happens. to be able to go from like yeah these guys are cool to you know I, I hope I can meet them someday to being able to actually talk with you guys and and being here on the podcast obviously it's like the community I love the fact that we are A big enough community where we can have influencers, but at the same time, it's small enough a community where you can still talk to those influencers. It's not like being like, oh, I want to talk to this uh, big YouTuber from the gaming community. Good good luck. It's never going to happen. But from here, you can have really nice into like more close connections with each other and be able to talk trains. It doesn't matter if you have a channel or if you have like a few thousand subscribers, like you can still talk trains no matter what. And I love that. No, oh, yeah.
0: that's that that is that is a huge bonus for this community, and I, I think I had had mentioned that uh, I think on the Sid, uh, you know, the podcast we had with uh, Sid is is I think it had something like that had been brought up as well. Like you know, look, we're not huge where it's like you, you're you're right on target, Johnny. Is that you know? Y- yeah, I mean, like lo- you're right. Like look at the look at the like the Twitch, you know, gaming community. Like yeah, you think you're going to talk to like you know? I mean, you can via like twitch chat in a way but like you know you know none of the big names are gonna be like okay yeah whatever dude you know Mm -hmm. but like in this community yeah i mean like i don't know how many people like i've connected with uh that are that have fairly moderately sized layouts and youtube channels that you know that i now consider like um you know friends with right Um, Oh, yeah. Or at least, you know, folks that, you know, we that we hang out together with. And uh, that's that's very reassuring. And that's very, very cool. I I really enjoy that aspect of model railroading. And, uh, you know, look, we're and we're considered like, you know, look, I'm. I'm in my forties and I'm probably considered super young for this, for this (laughs) hobby, (laughs) which is kind of interesting, but,
2: uh, I I um, thought you were a lot younger when I first heard your voice. I'm not going to lie.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just such, such a great community to be in and, um, nothing but like, like it's been very positive, you know, everyone gives everyone really positive feedback and, you know, you follow this guy on YouTube and he follows you back and you're both kind of reinforcing each other's videos and getting word of mouth and the Facebook's group, the Facebook groups that I'm, that I'm now a part of are just fantastic. Um, I really, I really enjoy them. Um, There's just so many social channels for uh for for the for model railroading now it's kind of crazy so mm-hmm. and uh like hopefully it. you know we can touch you know reach out and touch a few more right like i just a good example of this is, is that i just started doing instagram mm. and i'm enjoying it i am and, I, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of people that start just starting to follow me and that allows me to you know i have my youtube channel link in there so they come on my instagram they see my instagram they click, hopefully they click my YouTube channel. And they go see my YouTube channel and now they subscribe. So it's just a matter of, you know, putting all your feeders out there. Right. And then like just hoping, you know, uh, people see those, uh, you know, see those videos and and photos that I that I, uh, you know, that I put out there. And that leads to, you know, a, a larger audience for me. And then I can use that to channel that audience into the people that I follow, too. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if we all work together, it's it's just going to be um, I, I look forward to the to what uh, model ray is going to turn into in the future.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: For sure. So I had another question um, and it goes back to kind of what you guys were talking about earlier. And I really didn't give it a chance to uh, talk about it. So I figured I'll bring it up now is uh, earlier you guys were talking about a vision line and Lionel and the starter sets. And. Uh, Johnny, I completely agree with your points with the whole Bluetooth and the uh, vision line. Uh, Really, the vision line nowadays is really the standard O scale line um, Mm. as far as features go. You know, yes, there's other features that, you know, they'll be vision line specific features like, you know, cylinder steam and some other things. But, you know, for the most part, anything that is vision line-esque is already into the standard O scale line. And I think they just need to have standard O be the whole line and then do something different with vision line to make it maybe more cooler in a way, but have it be something that it's something
2: different that it's not now, I guess is the way I want to put it. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree with you. Like vision Line's a great line, but at the same time, like I said before, it's, it's kind of lived its course. It's, You've done everything that you can do with a Vision Line engine. Maybe expanding a little bit more on the other aspects. Like, I think the sound cars are a great aspect. Uh, something along those lines. Like, I, I remember. I think I think uh Matt uh, Matt R, I think you have one of these. The uh the crane cars. I know those I don't think those are vision. I think those are just standalone cars, but correct me if I'm wrong.
0: They but, are. Um yeah. I got it as a and they had offered it in two different styles. So I was able to find one on on eBay from a gentleman who where I got these the Santa Fe uh crane and the and the um the boom car into the same packaging. So it was it was sold as a set. Um, but but I think after that, they, Lionel started offering them as separate entities. So the you know you'd have to buy the crane car and the boom car separately as separate things. But yeah, yeah that that that's um that was it's it's definitely really cool. And I know Eric Siegel has done a a review on. Um, I think he has a Burlington Northern one, which mm-hmm. I'm am a little jealous of. But that's okay. <laughs> I, have this, I have the Santa Fe zebra stripe one, so I'm I'm good too. Well, but, if you Northern uh, the
1: Burlington, Northern, you have both of them. BNSF.
0: I know that's true. (laughs) I'll tell you that, not to get off topic, but that Burlington other one is super hard to find. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, most of the cranes, um, if you were to buy them as a two-pack, are super hard to find in most cases. You can find them separately, usually individually, like, you know, the crane by itself and the boom car by itself. Um, But, um, you know, if you wanted the set, you know, they're like, you know, you'd probably have to spend like five, six hundred bucks probably if you wanted to both. Oh my! Gosh. Uh, are they worth it? I mean, they're pretty freaking neat. I can tell you um, for, for for the for their time and they would made. I mean, you know, with the sound car and you're raising the 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 hook up and down, and you hit a button and the uh, the the outriggers pop out. I mean, it's 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 pretty neat.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like I, I don't know how you guys would feel about this idea, but for. Either a continuation of the vision line. No, actually, I feel like it'd be a good for, idea for a separate line. This is a common request or a common complaint that I hear all the time in the O-Scale hobby. We need more action stuff. And we have our action cars and accessories from the post-war days or you know, you know post-post-war days. However, we have very little of that in scale. I would love to see a line of scale accessory cars. Access, like milk car, for example, would be really cool. And then also have scale, like, for example, Operating accessories like the buildings in scale, because it's really hard to have that nice blend of operating accessories with a high rail layout. If we had a line that was exclusively for scale operating accessories, that would probably sell really well because it's a high end product. It's scale, which appeals to the, the to a very large majority of the of the community, and at the same time because they're accessories, they're not engines, they're more affordable for the for the for the younger folks to buy as well. That's cool. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool, cool. Cool. And then your cool. comment
1: on the uh, starter sets. And uh, this I've been preaching this I think since episode one. That <laughs> <laughs> we I agree completely with both you and Matt that the Lion Chief Plus 2.0 needs to be the standard. And here's why. And repeat listeners, you already know what I'm going to say. Um, they need to have a way from beginning to end that you can run a starter set with the legacy remote. That's not Bluetooth. That's legacy period, the legacy cab to remote. Right now, you cannot do that. The only way you can do that is to do a Lion Chief Plus 2.0 set, which is only a set without track and transformer. You have to supply that on your own. So I would love to see that Lion Chief Plus 2.0 become the standard for the starter sets, uh, like the track and transformer sets. Because then you would have that staircase that we've been talking about for years and years that still hasn't happened yet. Lionel thinks, oh, this is a standard Bluetooth. No, it's not. Your standard is your legacy cab to remote and you still haven't catered to that full audience yet sure the audience of the starter set is not the same audience like us three would be with the you know separately sold engines cars that sort of deal but to get somebody that's brand new into the hobby uh they wouldn't know necessarily all of this separate sales stuff they would know a starter set so to start them off using the legacy remote that they can control anything else they would ever buy with, or MTH, if you do MTH, whatever, um, that would be a huge up on Lionel to do that. And that's where MTH excels in the starter sets is it, a starter set has the same electronics that a $1,500 Premier Line Big Boy would have in it. It doesn't matter. Lionel, you don't have that. And Lionel, they're really missing out on that. Market Because yes, it's possible to run that same Lion Chief starter set on a legacy layout, but you still have to use the dedicated remote or the app. So it's cumbersome, but Mm -hmm. it does work, but it needs to be standard throughout the line.
2: Oh, yeah, completely. I I completely agree with you there. And this is actually something I was hoping to, it's one of the plan series I have for my channel. I want to explore this, Mm -hmm. which is what is it actually like? To start in the hobby in 2021, because we all have our memories of how we started, like an you know, old, this conventional starter set or what have you. Yeah. And if you think about it, the way that it's set up right now with Lionel, you buy your lion chief starter set, okay. Um, and this is a point I'll, I'll go back to in a moment, but like you don't have as much as you think you do. You have your circle of track, you have your remote, and you can use Bluetooth, but like. Um, you don't really get much. The It's still an oval a track. And for the kids of nowadays, I don't think that's as engaging as it was, you know, years before. You don't The sound clips in the Lion Chief starter sets, you know, the, oh, turn the throttle, let's go, or I'm the Pennsylvania flyer. Like, yeah, that's cool, but like it doesn't leave much for the imagination. And that's what gets people into it and stay with it. Um, for me, when I had... Uh, MTH starter sets, my F40 set, and my GS2. That PFA sequence adds so much to the play value. And by not having something as simple as that with just the most generic sound sets, you're not going to engage. The, you're gonna. you sure you'll grab their attention with your flashy paint schemes and product stuff. Like just because you have frozen on it, or maybe because you have uh, you know whatever brand you have on it, it's not going to keep them into it. It's just a flashy gimmick to get their attention. There's no retention with it. And then if you want to go forwards from that, you want to go into the more advanced command control stuff. Right now, line Chief co- line chief 2.0 costs an arm and a leg. Like if you really want to, I've had people uh, on discords where they ask, oh, how do I go from Lion Chief on? And while you're tempted to tell them, oh, you know, I'll go line Chief 2.0 or blah, blah, blah. I tell them, skip it. Don't do it go on eBay buy a cab one and buy a tmcc engine you will find cab one easily $100 maybe a little bit more and then your basic tmcc engine is going to go from maybe between not assuming you don't go absolutely crazy with like articulated and blah 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 um, usually from the $200-$400 range Why would I go and buy a Lion Chief when I can just go straight to TMCC? I don't think Lion Chief 2.0 was worth it at that point if you can get a competitive price with TMCC. I do understand that's a secondhand market, and there's, I don't think there's any really real way that Lionel can compete with that right now, but that's something to remember. And the way that things are set now, sure, you have the step, you have the staircase, but monetarily for people getting back into it, or parents trying to expand their, their child setup, it's not attractive. It it really isn't. And that's one of the things I think rail King did really well. Mm-hmm. I
0: agree. I agree, I, I agree with that. Um, I will say though that for a lot of folks, um, having them set up team CC and use a cab one remote, um, might prove to be a little difficult. Um, Especially since if there, I mean, I know there's YouTube resources out there and there's there's, there's plenty of ways to get help from hobby shops. But the, the, I, I do agree with you that, um, you know, there needs to be a better path of least resistance, obviously, to, to kind of put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the Lion Chief does offer a very easy, I open the box up, I take the track out, I plug the wall wart in, I put the, the, you know, I put the engine on the track, uh, it beeps, I turn the remote on, and I'm good to go. Right. Oh, yeah. the, 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 there, there's, there's something to that. And you know what? And some people just want that. Some people oh, just yeah. want to stop at that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. But some, some, that's good enough for a lot of people. And that's probably why Lionel continues to make stuff like that. But I do agree with you that. There needs to be a path for that person that says and i and I think you were what you had brought up about getting a cab one and a team c is 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 correct because that is the way to go because um you know there's just it's a good learning experience number one, and number two, you, you get a lot of value out of it because then once you get a cab one uh you know or a legacy or road if you want to do it, whatever, but now you can run any team CC or legacy engine out there. Every single one of them, you can run. So,
2: oh yeah, completely. I completely agree with you there. Yeah, I, that's just how I would personally do it. But again, I understand like when you jump from conventional or com- or lion chief. Yeah, it's really simple. But yeah, that jump to go from uh, that to command control is just like whew, it. It's hard, it's hard to do. And if you don't have the proper resources, you know, it's it's daunting. I remember when I jumped to Legacy for the first time, I didn't even have Legacy or TMCC engine at that point. I just had the remote. And I looked at that remote like it was, I, I pretended like I control my conventional engines with it. But I had to reread that manual so many times and watch so many tutorials because I was like, I want to make sure when I do get the engine, I can get everything out of it. And There's still stuff I'm learning to this day.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least hooking... <laughs> hooking legacy up is I'll tell you what one thing that, that Lionel did way better than uh, than uh, MTH is there's you, you get a legacy you you hook up that base to the uh, you know to your common and that's it yeah, <laughs> you're, ready oh, yeah. yeah, you're ready to go I mean you know MTH is well you know you got to feed here and feed that into the TIU and, and uh, you know it, not that it's super complicated but you know, Le- you know, Lionel did something right with making hooking Legacy up just as simple as you could possibly be. Now, actually understanding the remote <laughs> is is, an, is another animal altogether. Um, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, there's things on there I still don't know what to like, how to do. Like, you know, if, if you ever actually got the the manual, I mean, and they revised the manual, like it's like a you know you know, for whatever the most recent version is now, like 6.02 or 6.03 or whatever the heck it is. But, um, I mean, you're right. I mean, you could go through there and be like, okay, that was cool. But I only understand I'm only going to retain like part of that because number one, like, you know, when am I going to use some of these features? I mean, there, it is, it is very complicated. There's a lot of great. and, And when I say complicated, I mean, there are a lot of cool features that you could do with legacy that a lot of people don't know about that you could do. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, you, you can, you can make a recording, you know, of, um, and there's a couple of YouTube uh, guys out there who've done shown how to do this, but I mean, you could start a recording on the remote, you know, and do a bunch of things on the remote and then loop that recording over and over again. And it'll just keep doing it. So you can, you can make your train do uh, a station sound, stop uh, break, Uh, wait 20 seconds, start up again, and you can just keep looping that over and over again. And a lot of people don't know that, but that's, to me, that's a really cool feature, especially if you kind of want to do kind of like you can do with the MTH subways where you just kind of like put them in auto mode and they just run around forever until you stop them. So
2: do we have like a good in-between right now like i know we have lion chief i know we have the bluetooth control do we have a mid-tier that's still like simple enough where any beginner can get into it but still have that extra level of uh features as it's like that it's not crazy simple
0: yeah lion chief plus 2.0 i suppose i can tell you right now and and i say that because and i didn't mean to interrupt you i'm sorry um, but there are there are there are features on a Lion Chief plus 2.0 that you can't do from the Bluetooth app or or, or a remote. You cannot you cannot trigger the coal loading Let, So let's take an example of a steam engine. You can't trigger the coal loading You can't trigger the blowdown effect. You can't trigger the water pouring water into the tender. Uh, you only have access to one of one of the one of the um, the voice chats. Um, you can do the dispatcher, but I do not believe that you can do the actual like chat. Right. Um, You can't, you can't actually enable the chat feature. And there are several other things too, as well. Uh, you know, lights, like you can, you can, um, best with the lighting and everything well i guess you could probably do that on a, on the app or the i, I don't know
1: i don't use I don't the think app I think or the, the remote no, not the too lighting. much but i know
0: i know some of the sounds and stuff you can you know in the like i said like the co loading and the water loading you cannot do that from uh with anything but a cab one or cab two so true that that may be one of the things where and it's you know let's face it lancia plus 2.0 is tmcc it mm-hmm. has a TCC board in it but it offers a bazillion ways to control it, right? Conventionally, mm-hmm. Bluetooth, uh, you know, meaning, you know, use the app. Uh, you can use the remote control. You can, uh, you know, the universal remote. You can use the cab one. You can use the cab two. So, you know, that's that's a great thing. Having Lionel put that kind of feature in there saying, okay, here's an engine. Guess what? You can control it any way you want. Because more than likely you have, you know, hey, look, who doesn't have a phone or a tablet, right? I mean, come on, That's most true. people yeah. have a phone or a tablet. Well, you can buy a legacy engine today. Okay, I can go out and buy a legacy, brand new legacy engine that has Bluetooth in it, and I don't even need to buy a legacy, a cab one or a cab two. I could, as long as I'm putting power to the track, I can open up my, uh, I can open up my tablet or my phone. And I can control
2: my train that way. That's really nice though. I, I, that is one of the things I, I have to plug line on. Like as much as the Bluetooth can be controversial and I used to be one of those strong, like, no, don't like Bluetooth, blah, blah, blah. It makes me pay more money. Like genuinely, it's such a great thing for beginners to have that. Well, sometimes I get, okay, maybe it's a little bit annoying to put Bluetooth in these high end engines to be able to have that was one guy I saw on YouTube, he has, he doesn't have legacy, but he runs conventional stuff, bought an exclusive legacy engine, put it on his track, ran it with Bluetooth and he could, he had just as much fun as anyone with a legacy system would. It wasn't oh, sure. locked off to him because he didn't have a remote. That's what's what I think is really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now you can do, and now you can do voice commands and with Bluetooth 5.0, you could put your own voice in the engine.
1: That's cool. really cool. So
0: yeah. all of the Bluetooth 5.0s, which I don't believe any have hit the market yet, but with all the Bluetooth 5.0 um, version models, um, you can just record your own self. You know, you can, this is great for kids, right? You know, like they want to be the conductor or the engineer or something like that. Or, you know, maybe you want to do something kind of fun with your family. There you
2: go. All the parents ripping their, their, their hair out when their kids start singing to the engine. <laughs>
1: But that's cool. I mean, you know, it's come a long way in the past, let's say 20 years, just a round number. Um, it's definitely come a long way uh, since like DCS and Legacy first came to the market. Now, you know, it's really cool to see that, you know, you're getting these more advanced features and you can do things like with the phone and, you know, multiple ways to control an engine and just have a lot of fun doing it. You know, it's not, oh, you need to have a, a remote control. That costs, you know, $400. You know, you can use a phone or conventional even and just have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Which is cool. That was was the correct. uh, Lionel made a great decision by going down that route uh, by implementing Bluetooth. At first, people were a little hesitant. Like, what is this? What do you mean? Bluetooth? Like, I got to do what now? And what's a Bluetooth? Uh, But anyway. (laughs) for those that do know, don't know, just a really quick history, um, Bluetooth was created by IBM. And that's why it's called Bluetooth because blue is in big blue. So mm. for those that didn't know that. Oh. Uh, but uh, Bluetooth is everywhere. Bluetooth is in everything. I mean, almost everything. Like, I mean, there's toothbrushes with Bluetooth in it. So, oh, wow. yeah.
2: But uh, I, I, I should probably quickly add this though. Like, Yes, it's great, and I I'm a strong supporter of Bluetooth, but it shouldn't be the main defining feature. Yes, we've advanced our control systems, but the appeal that it's still a circle, it's still an oval track. You still have to put something in there to help the kids with you know be imaginative with it. And the it's oval track is still an oval track. There's no really fun accessories for that are in the line shoe sets. The closest we ever got to was what an RC helicopter like we shouldn't let Bluetooth be the defining feature. We need to have a little bit more innovation, bring that fun from the post-war days kind of back, give that play value because with Bluetooth, that's great. But in the other departments lacking, I think that's where we should focus on next.
1: I agree completely. I agree. Yep. Yep. I agree.
0: All right. Well, we're coming up over, uh, we just kind of hit over an hour here. So I think we probably should wrap it up. Uh, does that, anybody have any closing thoughts?
1: No, um, I maybe. think uh, we're good here as far as I can think of.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I do want to give a shout out just really quick to go really, really quickly back to the the social media and talking about that and our, the train community. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was invited to a private group and it was called Train Dads and it's a bunch <laughs> of... Uh, it's a, it, there's like five of us and it's just a bunch of dads who are into trains and, and, uh, it's been pretty cool. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, the other train dads. Um, you know who you are, uh, Michael, Patrick, Chris, and Nicholas. So I want to give a shout out to those guys. Been really enjoying the group. Uh, especially when you kind of uh, put the, uh, the dad, uh, aspect into it as well. Cause we're all parents um so I think that was uh, just a really cool idea and and again just like little communities like that Cool that sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty it's been pretty cool so, so, so pretty cool so far. So oh. um all right with that said um Johnny where can people find you on social media?
2: Uh currently you can find me on YouTube uh Artemis and uh, you can also find my email under there. You can email me directly. And then if you want to go from there, we can also chat on discord. So email me and we can chat on discord. I'm always on there. I'm always active. And that's the best way to connect with me.
0: Excellent. And I will put your channel and uh, any other social media uh, items related to you into, into the uh, show notes. Thank people you so much. can just do a simple click there. Uh, Matt Z, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on YouTube under Matt dash train lover 9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. And real quick, uh, Johnny, I didn't get a chance to mention this to you, but I really thank you for coming on, man. This is a lot of fun. I really had a great time with this episode. All Good these interviews you. are really fun, and I don't like one over the other. So, I mean, they're all fun, but I mean, this one's the best one yet, I think, out of everyone uh, we've done before. Jo- right. uh, it's, you know, Sterling, DJ, Sid, Johnny, all of them. They're all a ton of fun. So, uh, <laughs> definitely check out all of our other interview episodes and more to come on that.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much guys for having me. Like I said, I've been a long time listener. So being even the honor to even be on the show and talk with you guys is, is I'm over the moon. So thank you so much. You're very Absolutely, welcome. Yeah.
0: And, and again, for me and to me as well, thank you for coming on the show, Johnny. Um, had a had a blast and um, I, I, I guarantee you you'll be back on the show again. So yes, <laughs> as long as you deposit you know, that PayPal payment into my account.
2: (laughs) As long as you uh, surrender all your F40s and I see them in my (laughs) mailbox. Exactly.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. And I can be found at West on YouTube at West Chicago model railroad. And I am on Facebook as West Chicago model railroad. And I am also now available on Instagram. Uh, You can search for me. You can just search up WCMRR for West Chicago model railroad. And uh, you can find uh, photos there and some videos as well. Uh, I'm trying to post a picture every day of the week. Um, Today, I I didn't do it today. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't feeling well today, uh, so I didn't really get a chance. But um, I I have my records been pretty decent so far, so expect something uh, new tomorrow. Uh, of course, I say tomorrow and I don't know when this podcast is going to be posted, but uh, uh, just keep if you're interested in, in seeing some videos and some pick in images that I post, uh, just go ahead and quickly follow me on that. So uh, other than that, um, again, Johnny, thank you so much. Matt, thank you again for uh, being my being the co-host and uh, everyone have a wonderful night. Take good care. Hey, guys.